everyone, and welcome to the Walkie and Talkie Home Games Podcast. This is episode 61. I'm Yazid, and this is Joseph. Hello, I am Joseph, and today is Monday, December 21st, 2020, the last regular episode of 2020 of the Home Games Podcast. I definitely messed up the opening, but let's talk about the Home Games topics for today. Uh, Joseph (laughs) has quite a few the walkie and talkie application it's and true the uh, the intros were so inconsistent i didn't even know that you messed it up you know because it's kind of different every time uh so <laughs> it's all good um but yeah anyway so for, for home game stuff i do i have my walkie talkie app hence the walkie and talkie episode and then i have some updates on the kind of services and stuff i've been building out over the past couple months that enable some of the new uh features that i've been talking about um, hey, and yeah. on my end, I just have some. I did work on the train placement algorithm I talked about last week, aka all roads. Oh, you shortened it one square. Oh, huh? I actually I should just shorten it to all roads, but we'll see how this goes. I might just acronym it A R L. It's a, it's very to long. Rome. Typically, the point is to shorten it. You know, last week when you were like, the nickname is the All Roads Lead to Rome algorithm. I was like, well, fuck, man. What's the full name? <laughs> What's the Nicholas name on that bad boy, you know? I guess the I guess the TPA, the, the t- TIPA. The something path algorithm? Terrain placement algorithm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I missed that one quite a bit. Anyway, we'll talk about it. But first, what yeah. was up with you this past week, you see? Uh, I mean, mostly it's just been cyberpunk, dude. I'll be honest. It's been a lot of cyberpunk. Yeah? It's been a lot of cyberpunk. Have you been following more of the, the controversy since we last spoke? No, I follow the controversy even less now. Really? <laughs> After finding out, like... Like, okay, on one hand, it's really messed up that... Like, they came out with a game that doesn't work on playstation or xbox and they have to refund it and like this whole nightmare for all these people who are excited for it on the other hand it's just a game and i'm trying to enjoy it i don't i don't necessarily need to know all the background story for it but i had paid for this game so long ago (laughs) (laughs) isn't it on some level though not super i mean from my perspective it's not really excusable to just say that it was bad and it happened but at least for some people it's not bad no, I think it is bad. I just there's not really much I can do about it. I mean, I I pre-ordered this game before, like, you know, I pre-ordered this game like months and months and months ago, and I had been excited to play it, and I just I play it. I don't they don't get any extra money out of me playing it, so I I don't know what I would do to help the situation if that makes sense. Do you feel like I don't have a story to add? I'm just like yeah, it works. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't disagree with you i guess i just don't agree with you <laughs> so like I, I i every bullet point there i don't really uh have an argument against it's like i don't i don't care really like i don't care that someone on playstation is having a bad time really but i do think that that cd project red in some ways fucked over their customers and in some ways should be should should have to pay for that and on some level they are right now with the refunds and all this kind of stuff but it's embarrassing like mm-hmm. it's gotta suck for them and we talked about this last week it's gotta suck for them having worked on this thing that you think could probably be the game of the year if it just took if it just had more time but instead yeah. this is how it all had to work out 
No, yeah, I listen. I agree. And when it comes to voting next year at the the Game Awards or whatever, I'm going to vote against Cyberpunk, even though I really like it. I I can't vote for it, saying it was the best game ever when it's just like it's this rough for so many people and like it's so obviously rushed in in ways. Like, but do you think they'll care? I, I mean, I, realistically, I don't think I, anybody would care about losing best game at game awards i think that for the amount of money they've put into this game and the years and years of build-up not winning that award is 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 kind of devastating but they've already i think i think if they made money that's cool and everything but i think that people want that recognition if that makes sense like last of us to win a game of the year after all the like controversy about it and people like having legitimate criticism and then having not legitimate criticism like I think that was like a big moment for them. I think that if Cyberpunk doesn't win it, I think CD Projekt Red's probably gonna like. I don't want them to win it because it also sets like a bad precedent of like, yeah, you can like kill your employees, put out a game that's like not really finished, but if you have enough hype behind it, if you have enough marketing campaign behind it, if you have Keanu Reeves behind it or whatever, like people will vote it anyway, and it'll be the best game ever anyway. Well, that's that's you know kind mean? of my point, is but but I would say that voting doesn't matter at all in the same way that like winning a Grammy doesn't really matter because yeah you get like some recognition from some board of people who are supposedly important or by fans or whoever voting for you but that doesn't represent like your actual audience like your sales represent that audience and uh, EA getting voted the worst company in America and then having record profits like at the same time doesn't. It, 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 there's a disconnect there, and I don't think they actually care if people are voting against them as long as they're making profit, which in this case, CD Projekt Red, outside of the refunds, definitely were. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think for me, that's like the only thing I can do. Like, I can't do anything else. Like, I can't get a refund from Steam because I've put too many hours in, and I've been enjoying the game, so like, I would be hesitant to put in a refund anyway. Yeah. But so like, I don't really know what else I can do for them. Like, I can't... I. I can't really help and people. I can't help the people who are affected by the the bugs. Yeah. The only thing I really can do is vote against Cyberpunk, and maybe they won't even care. But at least that's something I can do. You know what I mean? I mean, in a perfect world, we didn't pre-order the game. We saw that it was broken for the majority of players, and then chose to not support it until they fixed it. But we're like weak people, so we didn't do that. But that is something that we could <laughs> yeah. have done. Yeah, that is true. I. Yeah, I mean, maybe next time I'll be even more hesitant to pre. This is the first game I've pre-ordered in a very long time. I was really excited for it, and I pre-ordered it like months and months ago before we even found out that this game was probably gonna. I pre-ordered this like two announced release dates ago or three announced release dates ago. It's like I've had this game for a while, waiting and and having it. It's like I would have had to refund it a while ago, basically, or I would have had to refund it like when we found out all that stuff, but. I don't know. It's. I do feel bad for them. I just I don't know what else like like I don't know what I could do for them really. Like I would have had to know the future. It's like this is gonna be an absolute like hellstorm. Well, I mean the the whole thing that avoid it when you pre-order, you're essentially betting on the future that it's gonna be a game that's mm-hmm. gonna be worth that money. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on you for pre-ordering. I'm just saying this is like a thing that we could have done. I'm just trying to think of how do how does a consumer uh, tell CD Projekt Red that this is like really not good. They need to see some sort of backlash from this because it sets a precedent of of not good stuff. Like games shouldn't be broken when people buy them. If someone, yeah, uh, this was this was a thing I thought of often, like five years ago too. Uh, 
something like that. But but it was when day one patches started becoming really, really prevalent. And I was thinking, like, I know people, right, at the time I did, people who don't have internet still. And people who don't have fast internet, people who don't have access to that kind of a stuff. And, and that's a lot of people. And so saying, like, yeah, this game came out, and yeah, you can go to a store, and yeah, you can buy it. But if you put that disc in your console and you're not downloading our 40 gigabyte day one patch, that game is beyond fucked. If you get our, if you get the patch, then it's pretty fucked. But it's like mm. this is not a good state to be selling products to people. Like something needs to happen, and I just don't know what. Like you said, I mean, it really, like there's not a lot that you could do, but something should happen. Yeah, I mean, I guess next time, even if I'm really excited for a game, I guess the move would be to wait a week. Two weeks, three weeks, wait a month just to see how the release goes and then pick it up afterwards or pick it up when it goes on sale or something like that. I've done that with other games I was pretty excited for. It's just this one I was was very excited for. I don't think there was really a way to know. I guess we should have known when they kept pushing the release date back that something was wrong. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's kind of funny because we talked about how we've seen a lot of, of, the process for cyberpunk and it's like well they announced today and the tailor the the original teaser was like eight years ago and all this stuff and we've seen the process to the point where when it's finally done and about to come out people are so tired of hearing about changes and they just want the game they're so over information and they just want the game (laughs) but if you had no information and the game just came out it'd be pretty amazing and it's funny because the same week was cyberpunk this long-awaited thing and then men on the moon 3 which was announced and released was within four days it went from no info to like peak of hype and then it's here and i would say that's probably better like Mm -hmm. i want games to be like that i don't want to hear the release date until it's like really close and you you mean it yeah i listen i agree i think that i don't think we should really allow pre-orders until like a hard release date is set Basically, once they go golden or whatever that phrase is, then they can open pre-orders. I'd like that to be like instated. Wait, wait Cyberpunk just did that, did that, and then still pushed it back. I mean, nothing is final until the game is yeah. in people's hands. There yeah. have been cases of games. What was it? NBA? Fuck, was it NBA Live? Something like that. It was an EA Sports game, NBA game that, that came out maybe five, six years ago. In my head, everything happened five, six years ago. I have no idea how time works. <laughs> it happened 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was it was produced. It was put on discs. It was sold to, to stores, and they had them in the back rooms, and then they, the game was canceled because it was so busted, apparently. But that game was, was, was made. They were going to sell it. So, I mean, at no point in the process can you, can you just promise, like, oh, this is going to be better by this time. But there was a – I think we talked about it maybe last week, but there's a dude I, I watch on YouTube – modern vintage gamer talked about the process of like certification for the game and how this whole thing works but the 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 short version of it was they had to get the game certified by the console maker so sony and microsoft so they would say yeah this doesn't crash our system this isn't like a virus you know this this can Mm -hmm. be sold but then they they came back and said hey there's all these bugs like this shit is busted and then cyber uh, cd project red has to basically promise that they're going to fix these things with a day one patch. And that's what they did, but they didn't fix those things with a day one patch. So then what happens? Nothing. I mean, they they just pull it from the store or on Sony's side, they'll pull it from the store. But like, how does this not happen in the future? I listen, I don't know. I don't know how to fix the problem. Fix it. The cause, the cause of the problem is, is just like people are weirdly greedy about 
about it. CD Projekt Red probably figured that ah, probably fewer people are going to actually refund it than are going to just hold on to it anyway. And they're probably right about that. Which is like, that's like a totally messed up position to take, but yeah. it's not really like externally the only thing that you could say is if everybody refunded the game, but some ways that's not viable. Like I can't refund it on Steam. I put 20 hours in. I'd have to like get an extenuating circumstance from from Steam to get the refund through. Well, no, or if Steam came out and said it doesn't run well enough and they'll offer refunds for it. Well, yeah, the only reason you would refund it is because if it's like a protest thing. <laughs> but it's like, oh, darn, I already played too much of this game I'm enjoying. Like, can't help you out, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's, what, that's what I mean. Like, if everyone, if everyone refunded their game, they would pay attention, right? Because that means they went from having, you know, huge, prop, huge crazy profits to having zero income, and which means basically lost a huge amount of money on this game. Yeah. Until they fix it, and then presumably people would buy it again. But I think it'd be very difficult to convince that number of people to refund the game. Yeah, I would be surprised if if everybody on PlayStation and Xbox or Xbox uh, refunded the game. Yeah, this I I, I it, that's kind of my whole thing is just never forget, like never forget yeah. that this happened. Because if you look at something like Fallout seventy six when that game came out, it was super beyond fucked. People were so mad about it for all these different reasons for like a month. They started patching it and everything was different. Now you don't really hear so much about it, and it's kind of the the anger, the kind of problem with that game is kind of just lost to history. It's like no one really gives a fuck anymore that that was so bad. Mm-hmm. It's like people need to remember that that was really bad. Yeah, I guess going forward, I I would be more mm, careful about buying games when they release and I'd rather wait to get them yeah but I won't I'm gonna pre-order Gears of War 6 the day I can because I'm an mm-hmm. idiot I, I I really haven't pre-ordered a game in a long time the last I don't even know before Cyberpunk the last game I pre-ordered boy I, I mean, I've been a part of some early access games, but probably The Forest then would be the last one I was a part of early access. Yeah, that's a whole other thing where you can just tell people that you're going to finish it and then just don't. So that's pretty fucked, too. I guess they did finish it because... Not, not think, The Forest case, I just mean early access. That's uh, a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's kind of like a rough position. I mean, I've been enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is what I was hoping it would be, and I haven't really ran into any game-breaking bugs. I have, which is that basically means I'm like one of the like one percent lucky people who. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I did I did the exact same thing with uh, Arkham Knight, the Batman game on PC. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was broken for like everybody, and it worked just fine for me. So I played it, I beat it. The game was pretty awesome. Like I really liked it. <laughs> people were very mad, but I really liked it. Uh, but yeah, that same kind Listen, of thing. people are very mad. One thing I will say about people who play video games, they're very mad, but they'll buy the game anyway. And then they won't refund it. They'll hold on to it until it's fixed. They'll just be mad about it. That's the problem. Like, you have to, we have to, yeah. people need to do something. Uh, but I'm not going to be that person. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I'm not going to be that person either. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I put too many hours in, you know? I just, you know, <laughs> put too many hours in. That's I can't a hilarious excuse. Like, I've, I've, I've played this game because I really like it. So sorry, guys. I just can't support you and your cause. Well, I mean, I literally cannot, right? The only other option is for me to buy a new copy of Cyberpunk and then refund that one. Yeah. 
I wanted to buy, we were in Target yesterday, and I wanted to buy a physical PS4 copy of it because they had them there. And I was like, oh, shit, it's rare, you know, because you can't buy it on the store. Like, I just wanted it. I don't know why. I'm stupid. Your your lizard brain was like, ooh. (laughs) Fancy. (laughs) I'm going to wait, like, I don't know, another two months for all of the cyberpunk merch that so many people bought see that was the thing though about the cyberpunk hype though that was i think got too high people were spending like hundreds of dollars on jacket like making their own custom jackets and stuff and like like making their whole room cyberpunk 2077 themed and like stuff like that that's like way over the top for a game you've never touched people do that for everything dude where it's like i know that's too much or when people are like, I spent 16 days drawing this character from this trailer. It's like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what are you doing? The game's not out. There's, yeah. no, there's no fan base for this. Why are you doing this? Yeah, that'd be like if I if I bought a, a surfboard rack before I lived anywhere where I could surf or knew how to surf or owned a surfboard. <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly like that, you see. Now that I think about it, wow. I might just use that example because I've thought about doing it. So, you know. <laughs> we have a neighbor with a boat. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this lake's within two hours of us. That's fine. Two hours, buddy. Two hours. That's Listen, so if you own a boat, you're not worried about driving two hours with that boat. <laughs> I would be. I, it's like a. I, I, I'm weird about driving with things attached to my car. I don't drive U-Hauls. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die every time I get in, in any vehicle like that. So. Maybe that's just me. I don't think I will. I'm careful on other people driving U-Hauls because I'm like, mm. <laughs> I've seen you regularly. I've seen people regularly drive. <laughs> I also know how much of a view of your rear view min- uh, mirror you have, and it's zero. So you're basically it's, driving blind in a U-Haul. It's, yeah, it's basically you have your side cam- your side mirrors, and that's it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What's happening with you? Nothing really. I didn't do anything except work on home games and try to keep my life together for the next little bit until my vacation. So uh, right here next to me, I have all these gifts I need to wrap before Christmas. So that's why I have a blanket over them because it's not a pretty sight. Uh, and yeah, that's I, I seriously did nothing except work on home games and work this week. So, Dang, that's commitment <laughs> to the cause right there. Yeah. I put in a lot of hours of, of Cyberpunk, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest. Great. I'm kind of addicted to that game. I'll be... I'll be real. That's fine. One of us is over here putting in putting in home games hours. I know. I know. I know. Putting in the hours, making that bank, and I'm out here. No, dude. I'm making no bank. I'm I'm so mentally uh, fragile right now. It's like a Jenga tower with no more spots left, you know? I'll fucking come toppling down at any moment. I'm just trying to fall down chin on the on the finish line. A Jenga tower? With no more spots left. No more moves. Is that possible? Yeah. How? If you just have uh, sides and centers. If you just have the... Because your support is all on this side and this side. Uh, and then mm-hmm. one above it is, is just center. So at this point, you can literally move no more. It's as tall as it'll ever be. It's the most instable it'll ever be. It's peak Jenga. Anyway, no, my life is falling apart. And life is really tough and it's hard to keep it together. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Uh, home games <laughs> home games 2027 yeah. um <laughs> i was gonna say something else about uh oh okay listen so i took my dog to the groomer and she's anxious about being separated from me 
So I, I have anti-anxiety medication from the vet. So I gave her the anti-anxiety medication. But I don't like giving it to her because when I do, she's like... I think she thinks that she's sick or ill or something because she doesn't move very much and she tries to like stay as close as possible to me and it was the first time she's ever tried to climb into my lap but she weighs 70 pounds and is quite large and so can't fit in my lap but she tried her best and it was adorable but i had to tell her no and i felt bad for it we have a we have this thing where we have a patio set in the backyard and pepper will uh sit in the chairs like a human and it's pretty funny you mean like leaned up with the, her back against the back of the chairs? Well, she just sits in the chair. Like she just gets in it and then looks at us. So like she doesn't Aww. put her back against it because that would be weird as fuck for a dog. But she just like sits in it. That's very cute. Yeah. Sapphire is not allowed on any furniture. So she's she doesn't get chairs. Is outdoor furniture furniture? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right, that's gonna do it for our conversation on is outdoor furniture furniture. <laughs> that should rapid fire <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I seriously have nothing going on in my life except for home game stuff. So I'm just waiting for someone in this room to say home game stuff. All right, man, let's move on. Home game stuff. Home game stuff. Uh, so I worked on some home game stuff this past week. Mm-hmm. Some this man says. <laughs> And so, uh, just to kind of recap why I went so hard on home games is because, basically, I need a vacation. I'm going on vacation starting Wednesday night slash Thursday. Uh, two more days of work. And at this point, technically, besides editing this podcast uh, that we're recording now and then recording and edit, editing kind of a, a year special wrap-up thing that I'm doing with Sidovia. Like, I'm, I'm done with home game stuff for the year. So, like, I'm done writing code. I'm on vacation from writing code. So, I had certain goals I had to hit before before uh, doing that. So, that's why I have all these changes this week. So, basically, um, at the moment, I have on Pico de Gallo is a deployed version of my walkie-talkie that I said I was going to build. So, it's a simple button. You can click it, and you get control of the microphone. You can then talk. And your voice is echoed to everybody else in the room. You don't hear it yourself because that creates a feedback thing of the audio from your speaker goes back into your mic, goes back into your speaker, so you get the like looping audio thing. Uh, so as a quick hack to fix that, instead of trying to actually fix it, I just made it so you can't hear yourself and mission mission accomplished there. Um, and kind of with that, I had I had some changes to Squish and the game session stuff and, and some of the kind of underlying logic the actual engine stuff there um, to support that. Have you gotten a chance to to mess with the walkie-talkie easy? Yeah, I actually messed with it uh, today. What do you it's think? It's pretty cool. I like it. I like it. I like when you press the button, it lets you know who's talking. Yes. I, first time I pressed the button, I was like, who? <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> yeah, it uses the, the randomly generated name to just say, who's talking it doesn't say who else is in there so you don't know if you're ever talking to anybody but i suppose someone could just go there and then listen to everybody testing it out because there could be people on the other end you don't know so boy wouldn't that be weird it would be weird i tweeted the link earlier from the home games twitter so it's, it, it is possible people are seeing that link um uh, but yeah i guess before i kind of start just talking about what i did there did you have any specific things you wanted to know about how it's working you um, I mean, you. Put, I know you put out the PR, so that's I'll a, that's a take draft, a look by at, the way. Don't don't oh, okay. review that really. 
Well, I mean, I'll probably take a look at it just to see how it's working. Because in my head, getting voice to travel through the internet is, like, impossibly hard. Like, Yeah, dude. Fuck. Like, prohibitively <laughs> hard. <laughs> like, oh, was it difficult? Yeah, so my whole thing, thinking from the beginning, was that we would stream audio, right? Like, you, mm. you, you capture mic audio from the, the user... And you get some sort of byte stream that you can then just pipe to the WebSocket server in some sort of increments. And then uh, that would just basically play it back. It's like, oh, cool, a byte stream. But uh, long story, it's a long story short, but essentially we are not doing real streams. We are taking very short recordings and sending them off in chunks. So so the difference here is... um, if I'm streaming audio to you, you hear me as I'm talking, right? Like uh, before I finish saying the word, you hear me start saying the, the beginning of it. Uh, and there's no real delay except for the time it takes for the bytes to get to you, right? That's really streaming, like YouTube streaming or whatever, like kind of stuff, live streaming. But um, a recording is different because you have a chunk that is like finished audio, start and finished. Here's an audio chunk. I'm going to send it to you. And this thing is, it's done. Like it's not still happening. And there's a fundamental difference in how that data is is handled kind of in computers just in general. Uh, so I spent a lot of fucking time, maybe like two days, looking into just how to get that raw byte stream. Um, and looking at different media, like uh, different microphone APIs and stuff like that. And like, oh, this doesn't work on Safari. Oh, this does with a polyfill. Oh, this doesn't support it anymore. Oh, this is deprecated. There's a whole thing there. The the whole, you know, being a web developer, everything is deprecated. Things change all the time. Everything is garbage. Uh, That whole thing continues to be true. So (laughs) um, basically there's this media recorder API in the browser uh, that lets you basically get a stream, take a chunk of it, and then get it back. The reason that the raw audio stream stuff didn't work, so I eventually found a function that gave me that raw byte stream. But the problem there is that the audio it was giving me like wasn't always guaranteed to be playable audio. So this is actually documented in the in the the API stuff. It's like if you call so so the process is I have a stream, I basically say, "Hey user, can I get your microphone?" The micro- the user says yes or they say no. They say yes, and then the the callback executes, and then the home games client is able to say, "Okay, well now I'm you know doing something with the microphone and the microphone data." And you can say, "Okay, give me a chunk of that audio." And when you call it the first time to get that chunk, it has like the beginning of the audio, and then up to the point where you called it to get the chunk, right? So say, or or uh, sorry, that's not how. So so if I say. Uh, get chunk 500 milliseconds it'll call and then for the next 500 milliseconds it'll record and then give you 500 milliseconds of that stream on that first call it'll work because it got the beginning of the data like it it started recording and included that start kind of chunk in the data it gave you back if you call it a second time i think it's because it's missing the beginning and maybe there's some header set there or there's something in the data but basically if we try to play the second chunk it won't work it won't be complete it needs that beginning chunk to actually play so what this means is like if I have an audio stream that I open up on the client and I say every 100 milliseconds give me a chunk to pipe out to the server so then I'll, I'll basically echo it for everybody, that'll only work on the first chunk. On the second chunk, it's like, no, this is just incomplete audio data. We need to have the rest of it. So if you wanted to have the rest of it, you would need to hold the bytes in memory, concatenate them all together, and then play them back in one thing after someone's done. But that's not 
a walkie-talkie, that's like a voice memo. So that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't give you live talking. And if we wanted to kind of mimic the live talking because we couldn't get a proper audio stream, we have to basically start and finish recording chunks every time. Like we have to then close that media recorder, open up another one to get that next chunk because the bytes, again, cannot be just read after the first one. This was a frustrating discovery that I made. <laughs> And I thought for a little bit that this would be kind of like a deal breaker for the walkie talkie app, but that was only like a 30 minute thing until I realized I can just record in these chunks and all this kind of a thing. So uh, I had to add a new buffer game entity type. So like in home games, you know, there's all the different types of game nodes. You can have a shape, you can have text, you can have an asset and an asset uh, is defined in a kind of in a similar way like you have a file you have an uh, mp3 you have an image you want to do something like that you need to know what it is ahead of time and declare it uh, kind of define it in your code and then say when you call get assets these are the assets i'm going to refer to later and then the game server will uh kind of pre-cache all those assets for all the clients and it's handled in a special thing but now we have this this new thing of the clients are creating data. It's not just something you can know ahead of time. So I had to create a new game game node type of buffer, which just just accepts arbitrary buffer data, and then you can give it to certain player IDs. So I can basically embed a node in the game state that is playing audio, and only give it to a certain amount of people. And that's all this is. So that's how I do I do that. I just create them and then put them in the tree. Oh, cool. Nice. Is there a chance then that somebody, um, like we won't send a word that somebody said or like a noise that somebody said because the buffer is once closed and then there's like a pause as the other one was opening? That is possible. Yeah. You can kind of tell the audio is a little skippy and chump, uh, chunky and shitty uh, if you do the thing now and just listen to you back on another computer. There's definitely little weirdness because... Uh, I don't know. I don't think that that thing is very fast. Like accessing the mic takes time, and you could really feel it on iOS and the in in Safari. Like it runs like total shit. Um, and I think it's because certain callbacks just take forever to execute and things like that when accessing those APIs. So yeah, it's pretty pretty not great. I think in a in a more general sense, this is proof to me, more proof to me that we need to have native apps. Uh, I need to build an iOS app that can just take this raw data and render it using kind of native iOS rendering capabilities instead of doing what we're limited to uh, within a browser. Things like iOS Chrome doesn't work because uh, they didn't give, iOS doesn't give Chrome permission to access the audio APIs or something, so you can't record audio from Chrome on iOS, and that's just a limitation of the thing. I just don't like these things, and I want to get around them, so we we need to have native apps, but that's a ton of work, and I have to learn Swift and all this other stuff, so that's that's work that I will do at some point, um, but, but seeing the microphone stuff run on iOS currently in the browser is proof that we need to do something. Mm-hmm. God damn. Uh, that sounds very difficult <laughs> to have done. So I'm excited even more so to read the PR now, or at least to look over it and see how it all works and it's put together. It's shit, dude. Another thing was uh, in so in Squish, the game nodes, the way that they work is that essentially uh, a game node has certain properties that need to have a Squish or unsquish implemented. And so it's just a function that's called that says, hey, here's some object or here's some property that you have on a game node. I need you to write the implementation to turn this into a array of bytes. And each byte needs to be between 
0 and 255 because this is an unsigned 8-bit integer array. So that's how squish works, and that's just whatever. When you unsquish, you take this byte, this uh, array of bytes, and then you say, okay, well, here's how I translate it back to, you know, a string or something else, whatever. And so in these array payloads, they're all sent as like one giant array. Your entire game tree is squished as one giant array. And the way that the client moves through them to know that a game node starts and ends is because a game node defines how big it is and says, okay, well, me, the game node, I'm 46 bytes. And then so the, the client will say, okay, well, then 46 over here is the next one. And then, okay, 50 from over here is the next one. So then you get all these chunks. And then within the chunks, you can say, here's how long this field is. So my name is seven bytes. My name is three bytes. My description is 12 bytes, whatever. And so it's all just these offsets. So that the client knows what chunks to read and interpret as certain things. Um, so the problem there becomes if I have a buffer, right, of arbitrary data coming across and I need to say, this is how big my buffer is. Because it's an 8-bit integer array, my maximum value is 255. Before, I only allowed one byte for the size, meaning that any particular game node or property within it could be maxed out at 255 bytes. Because anything larger than that, we couldn't actually represent its size correctly given the one byte of data that we have. If it was bigger than that, we'd have a wrong number for the size. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do in order to support things like audio streams, which typically have uh, you know more than uh, uh, 255 bytes in them, unless they're super, super small, was I had to be able to encode sizes that were larger than 255. So instead of just allocating one byte for size, I allocate, or sorry, one, uh, yeah, one byte uh, for size, I allocate eight, which is a lot, and it doesn't need to be that big. But essentially what the, what the, the logic there is, is so with these eight bytes, they can all be from zero to 255. Uh, the leftmost uh, byte here is... 255 to the 7th power, or sorry, 255 to the 6th power. I'll go from the right. It's hard for me to start on the left. On the right side, it's the number. The number represented on the, uh, the number that you have stored on the rightmost side of the array is that number times 255 to the 0th. All right, so if I have 1 here, then it's 1 times 255 to the 0th, which is 1, so it's 1 times 1. So a, an array of seven zeros followed by a one represents one. Similarly, uh, an array that's seven zeros followed by a 255 is 255. But when you have 256, you then need to move over to the left one. So then it becomes one is the number second from the, the right. So you follow me. Hold on. One. No, listen, I get it. <laughs> times, times 255 to the first. So then it becomes 255 times one plus the number to the right of it. See what I'm saying? So then it's like, mm -hmm. you basically, uh, the rightmost is 255 to the zeroth, the one to the left of that is 255 to the first, and so on and so on until you hit 255 to the seventh. So the, the number on the left is that number times 255 to the seventh plus the number after that times 255 to the sixth plus whatever times, you know, and it goes on. Basically, I did some math, and now the max size is much larger. We can encode the max size to be, I, I put that into Google, and I think it's, 255 to the seventh minus one, right? Like it's the actual total. 255 to the eighth minus. It's to the seventh minus. because it starts at the zero, then there's eight bytes total. So to the seventh, 
Are you? You cover a seven. Oh, yeah, eight. And then minus it's one because all the others. One. Got it. You're right. Okay, shit. So it's <laughs> even bigger than this. Uh, anyway, we'll never have a file this big. <laughs> I guess this is my point. It's like. Well, we hope we don't have a file that big. I think at that point it would take too long to send over the internet. It put an E in it when I when I typed into Google. Yeah. It was like 7.01111 whatever. E plus 16. So it's a big fucking number and it's more than this. It's this times 255 because uh, uh, because I, I calculated this 255 to the 7th, but it's actually 255 to the 8th. So it's a, Well, it's it, it's this... Two, wait. 255 to the 8th. To the 8th minus 1. Yes. Minus 1. 1.78781033 5E19. Big fucking number in English. I don't know what number that is. It's big. We could probably yeah, you could probably take, send 4K videos over home games now. <laughs> It'll just take forever. <laughs> nice. Uh, that is huge. You basically started a 255 base system, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I had to whiteboard it because it's it's like really hard for me to get my my mind around like math sometimes. So I just had to draw it out, and it's like oh. This is, the, it's kind of like when I told you I was like dummy faded that one night and I was just writing code, like freestyling it. And I had some math that was, it worked, but we had no fucking idea why it was like that. Yeah. I still don't know why that actually works. I would need to, I still need to sit down and like write out and figure out why it actually does what you said it does. Yeah. I'd be the worst like academic person because I would just figure shit out and then be terrible at documenting it. I'd be like, I don't know, man. Just like get some Indica. Fucking sit right, down. You're like... <laughs> There's so many like math ma- mathematicians I imagine throughout history who figured something out but then couldn't be bothered to like explain it to anybody yep, else. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I'm sure multiplication was invented repeatedly, but only like the last few people were like, "I'll write it down this time." <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, one thing I also mentioned I forgot to mention was we talked about this. We were texting about this, but uh, in order to have access over the mic. You need to hold the button down. And as long as you're holding the button, you get access to the mic. Uh, and it, before I did this, we didn't have any kind of way to know if someone was holding something. We had we had a way to say when they clicked on something, when they got their mouse off of it, when they hit a key, stuff like that. But being able to say in an easy way, like, when they hold this, do something, we, we didn't have that. So now there's an on hold and off hold function I've defined for game notes, um, for shapes at least. Which is exactly that. So you can have a click, which is defined as like that initial mouse down. Sorry, I've been, I was celebrating with some Budweiser and now I'm burpy. Uh, so, what was I saying? Oh, oh, when you, no, you get the, yeah, you get the click listener when you first get the click. And then uh, on the second, so so home games on the client is constantly looking at the mouse and what you're, what you're doing. It has kind of like a render cycle. And each take of that render cycle, it's looking at where your mouse is, if your mouse is down, if your mouse is up all this kind of stuff and so we basically just used that to determine if someone's holding on something if on the second cycle their mouse is still down and they're still uh clicking on the same thing they were clicking on the last cycle in that instance we say okay yes they're holding this and then when they move their mouse off of it or when they move their mouse up we'll say okay they're no longer holding this and then it'll just trigger the event back to the game node call your callback and you can then set your state or however you're doing it so that's 
all we're doing there, and it's the same thing as uh, taps, because we have a click function that exists outside of like the individual event listeners. So it's just called for taps and touches and clicks and whatever else. So it works on on mobile as well. One thing, I'm just gonna go down the other thing. One other thing that was a, that was kind of a tough uh, challenge at first, but actually ended up being not that bad. Was how do you tell a client that it's recording? Right, so like one of the things that we had initially was that clients should be as dumb as possible. They should just get get data from the server and render it, and then send input back. But if you're going to get mic data, there's this different sequence of events where you first have to determine whether or not you can get the mic data. Someone might not have a microphone plugged into their computer, which is totally reasonable, or they do. They don't want to give you access to it. Another totally reasonable thing. Um, and then if they do, then you have to be able to know when you're when you should be sending mic data. Otherwise, you're wasting a lot of resources capturing mic data and then realizing that the server doesn't care about it. Uh, so I added this new thing of state messages to the game session. So previously, my initial thinking here was that I would have a state node in the game tree where I would say this is a game node of type state and it has this state code on it. And so utilizing the, the same um, player ID whitelist stuff that we have for game nodes, we can say basically send this state message to this number of players and then they'll get some sort of message and then they'll do something, in this case would be requesting mic access and requesting the mic audio stream. And then the, the client would then have to know that it, want, that it has to send that back in that thing, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I've created these like state codes, which is just at the moment start recording audio and stop recording audio. But the problem that I had in my initial thing was I'm putting something in a game tree and hoping that the clients see this change and then update it. And then at some point, I'm gonna have to remove this from the game tree. Because if I have like 10 players and I say, okay, well, I have a node in the tree for 10 players that says don't record audio. And then if I have one player recording audio, I then have to create one node that only this player can see that says start recording audio. But then on my previous node that says stop recording audio, would I then have to remove this player from that node so they don't see one that says stop and one that says start? Okay, well then yes, I would have to do that because I don't want them to have like undetermined behavior, undefined behavior. If, I, if they have one saying start, one saying stop. Well then, okay, well then I need to make sure that I remove the other node and set that one state and guarantee that this person is not seeing it before I add this one. And then I need to say, well, now that I've added this to the tree, at what point does someone verify, basically send me the ACK uh, code mm -hmm. saying that they got the state message and that I don't need it in the tree anymore? So basically storing it in the tree was the wrong way to do it. And I went around all that stuff and I still use the state code. Um, it's just a simple two byte array now where it's, uh, one byte saying, I'm a state message. Like, I'm not a game node. I'm not an asset. I'm not any of these things. I'm a state message. And then the next byte is just the actual message. And so you send it once across the socket. You know that they got it because it's TCP. And this is true with the other game render, uh, the game updates and stuff. Like, any update, you'll be sure that they at some point received it. But you won't guarantee that they actually acted upon what was in it. So... Anyway, the whole state message thing is the is the other new thing. Outside of game nodes, the game session can send state messages and say, hey, start recording. Hey, stop recording. And you'll see that if you go on a, at least on iOS and Safari, if you hold down the button, you get the microphone thing that says it's active. If you let it go, the microphone cuts off because it knows its own state when it should be recording when it's not.
I, the first time I used it on Chrome, actually, it, I got the pop-up saying, are you willing to, like, do you want to give the mic Mike control access. to this? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then it then it went. Yeah. And we don't want to ask that question for, for games that don't have mic access, right? So we also needed mm-hmm. that, like, again, the state message stuff. So all that stuff is working. I guess to kind of talk about where it's at right now, it's all it's all terrible. It's all uh, in GitHub. It's all pushed uh, to some branch. All of them have different branch names. Um, but yeah, Pico de Gallo has the demo of the home games web stuff that is currently pushed. I have a draft PR out, I think, for the home games change to add the walkie-talkie. Uh, I also reviewed it myself where I just basically talked about how fucking horrible I am as a programmer. Um, and then, yeah, so that's... That's where that's at. When I come back rejuvenated, I'll clean up this stuff and make it, you know, nicer and better and more production ready. But at the moment, it's kind of just like this big rush of work I was trying to get out for my own personal accomplishment reasons. Uh, nice. I mean, it it worked. So good job. You did something <laughs> that was very complicated and sounds very difficult and painful almost. It was. In some ways. It's just fun. Like. I don't know. Getting this stuff to work sometimes is just, it's the part of programming that I really, really enjoy. Sometimes, sometimes programming is, is hard and it's like, it just takes a lot out of you, I guess, when you're, when you're banging your head on certain problems that at least for me, sometimes it feels like I just need to solve and like, I can't really go on living in a normal way until they're solved. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, getting stuff working is like really, really great, you know? Yes, very impressive work. Nice job, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, looking forward to vacation. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, on my set of things, basically, I spent time converting my DFA into um, like actual code. Uh, some of the things I ran into that I didn't really think about when I was doing the DFA was the verify step. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually <laughs> clarify how that would happen. And that's actually where I got I left off with because uh, I want to write this as generic as possible, meaning that somebody should be able to pass in um, like a shape that isn't a square, and it should work still. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out if you can move through this space, and I don't actually know how I'm gonna tackle that. I guess I need to take in an integer or a value, not an integer necessarily, but a number that's the widest part of somebody's um shape mm-hmm. maybe the other option is that i actually generate a shape move it via the increments and see if it collided with anything but the it becomes more and more difficult to do what i was saying last time where i would track all of the spaces i've been to yeah. to get there um what are you talking about? Because now what I have is like an array of arrays of arrays, basically. You're talking about uh, optimizing performance at a certain point, though, right? With all that stuff, it's not really core to the implementation. Well, I mean, tracking what squares you've been to is not core to the implementation, but making sure your square can fit through is core to the implementation. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just saying... Uh... Uh, this burns me a lot, but if I, th- I th- often think about how I'll make something fast before I figure out how I'll make it work at all, and then I get hung up on the fast part. So it's like just trying to get something working. Well, so I know how I would 
do it right basically i would iterate over the array placing a a like the shape that you gave me as your as your you know player shape Hmm. um i guess yeah okay i'm gonna do it for one for right now and then we can take an array and do it for an array of shapes but one for right now you get your array you so you have your board you place a shape on the board and then you try to move it to the end result if you can get there without running into terrain, cool. And then you just keep doing that, basically placing it in every possible position it could be placed at. Yeah. Which works. It's just, it's going to be difficult to make this as generic as I think it should be. Yeah. So maybe I try to solve it in this specific case and then look at genericizing it slowly. Which was the other option. To to quote my coworker again, you gotta build something three times before you know it's correct. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, like, like uh building out the thing and saying, Okay, yeah, this works. Okay, yeah, this part sucks. How do I fix this part? And then you can modify that part and then be like, Okay, well the overall system is still working and then that's when you can start to mess with stuff. If not, you're like, this executes in constant time and it goes to a linear function that's actually very performant and space efficient. And then it's like, yeah, but it doesn't work. It's like, well, we're not there yet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really worried about performance uh, right now. Basically, I'm, I'm, I was worried about solving the problem in a generic way yeah. so that you could pass in a not rectangular game board. You can pass in a not square shape. You can pass in an increment that's kind of odd, yeah. like a non-standard increment. Like basically, because I use whole numbers, if you didn't use a whole number, yeah, it becomes more difficult to do all that stuff. So I just need to solve it in a in a generic way. So I'm probably gonna write tests for it. So we'll have a test sweep against the algorithm as well to show that it works, and that'll be my proof. Yeah, presumably. Just saying, don't end up with like a perfect interface where they could all call this function. And it would it would work for all of them if the promise resolved. I haven't gotten that part to work yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, haven't gotten the actual output of the of the algorithm. Yeah, I mean that's that is kind of the hard part. I know in my head what the step after that is. I just haven't written that step yet. Yeah. Because like a lot of other stuff I needed to do to get to that point, which is also something that when I wrote the DFA, it's one of those things where like I like having a DFA, but I forget sometimes how easy it is to be like hand waving mm-hmm. large amounts of what end up being work when you're doing your DFA and being like, yeah, so we have like the sh- the board. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> we have the board, but we need to figure out if we're gonna like where we can start to place things yeah. on this board and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like you just draw an arrow. It's like determine if the path is possible like i'll figure that out (laughs) yeah that's literally what i did i was like place shape verify that's right and then i was writing the code now it's like that functions enormous (laughs) and probably has like a bunch of helpers built into it so i think the end result's gonna be probably like uh more closer to a library than a than a single function that you can call cool yeah so anyway that's that's where i left off this week and probably over the weekend i'll like this is my long weekend i'll probably uh i don't know if i'll finish it but i'll keep working on it anyway nice well that's exciting that'll be uh uh i don't know i feel like i feel like in the next six months or so we're gonna actually have games and cool shit to have it's just we keep getting stuck on these certain other little things but i showed this yeah, the next problem i need to solve for this is is vision yeah in 
in there where you can only see like four squares around you. Yeah. And then once you get that, you'll have a game and then I'll go back to, uh, Oh, this was another thing. Uh, so for my clicker game, this is, this is way weeks back. This is what I was working on before I pivoted to, uh, HTTPS work. But for my clicker game, I I remember talking about how my next challenge was going to be having like a, a, a camera view basically you have kind of like a, a, a game and you're looking at a subset of that game so if i have kind of like a city builder and i want to interact with this part of the build of the of the city i need to be able to kind of pan to it and then zoom and then zoom out after kind of interacting with that and i feel like that's a significant technical challenge and so maybe i'm going to not shelve the clicker game but basically I know I need to build this foundation before I can build the clicker game. Otherwise, I'm going to just be taking on too much at one time and get nothing done. Uh, so, basically, once I once I finish up this work, and this is me thinking right now. I don't know how I'll think at the end or when I come back from vacation. But I think when I come back, I want to build out that like panning and zooming thing in the same way that you're building a generic algorithm to kind of hopefully build worlds. I will, I will make an algorithm to hopefully view worlds. Maybe it'd be really cool if we can <laughs> combine the two into kind of like a little developer proof of concept to be like, hey, randomly generated world, and we can click and zoom and whatever else. Basically getting all these features that we have and all these tests that we have and kind of making them uh, really like observable showcases of all of our technology and being like, you could, you could get the mic audio too if you just do this or you could build your own world with this you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah we'll get there we will yeah. eventually <laughs> yeah just more work more fucking work you see <laughs> more work yeah it's all right um do you have anything else for home game stuff let me review my notes quickly uh no no i guess just to kind of emphasize again Performance is a problem on iOS, and we need apps. I, and we also need to think of a way to, in a non, non-intrusive way, in a not annoying way, make it clear to people when they go to the iOS Safari version of it that, like, this is not it, you know? It's going to run like shit. You should get our app. But not in the way where it's like, welcome to Ace Hardware. Download our app for coupons so we won't shut the fuck up about it, you know? Like, I don't want that. Ace Hardware is a app I, I was trying to think of something that shouldn't have an app you know what i mean yeah that was a good example because i was like who gets the ace hardware i was like okay well i know who would get the ace hardware app yeah. but it's like boomers and app users and there's, there's no overlap here <laughs> no no i was in line for something and this is somewhat tangential i was in line at a place and the, the lady was like oh you want to sign up for like our our rewards program and i was like oh yeah for sure and she asked him for an email, and he was like, I don't have any of those. Nice. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's awesome. I was like, bro, how? You ever tell them, uh, I really I really hate when they ask you for your email when you're just, like, not signing up for the rewards thing. You're just buying anything at the store, and they're like, hey, what's your email address? We'll, re- we'll mail you the receipt. Yeah. What do you do? I give them a fake email. I, I just, uh, I tell them, I go, I go Chad, as Chad as I possibly could, and say I'd rather not give them my email. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty alpha. <laughs> kind of is, though. How do people respond to that? They don't give a shit, dude. They don't give a shit in the first place. They're just like, yeah, 
sure. waiting for you to leave. They're not listening to what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. I just spell my name wrong, and it gets them every time. Nice. <laughs> you really showed those fuckers. I mean, it's it's easier for me too because I just have to change an I for two E's, so I have to say less letters overall. It's great. But what if someone actually has the email address and they're just getting all of your receipts emailed to them? Sucks to be them. I get that. I have a someone in Texas. What? That says they better set up a spam folder. <laughs> someone in Texas went to like a lumber store twice over the course of three months, and they used my email address for the thing. I've never been to Texas, and. uh uh, it's not my credit card number. It's a different number I see on the thing. But someone is using my email address to send me receipts of their lumber purchases. It's like some serial killer shit. I don't know. Someone is just like stalking me and playing the long con. You know, and, and How hilarious would it be if they're actually very frustrated that they're not getting their receipts for lumber? I don't know. Maybe they should check their fucking email address. Like they're like, why why do I keep not getting the receipt for this? I need to work expense it. Where's the receipt? Yeah. And you're out here like, why am I getting receipts for this? I don't want this. Yeah. It's uh I'm just trying to think of a joke about needing to prove that you've got wood, but nothing's really coming to me at the moment, so we'll just move on. Wow. Honestly, pretty good. Just the the pretty idea good. of the That's joke. That's a good punchline for a joke. That's a good punchline <laughs> for a joke based on the lumberyard. All right, let's move on to Song of the Week. Song of the Week. Gazid, say words. All right, so last time you told me to talk about my song or your song. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We've done 61 episodes of this. Like, 60 of them have had Song of the Week, but I'm so confused now for some reason of... If I talk about your song or if I talk about my song. Do what feels right. Okay, I'm going to talk about your song. Your song of the week was E-40's Choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got to say, this man chooses to get money. He does. All right? He does. And he talks about it at length, at great length. I actually really like the the flow of this song and like the way that this song is structured. Yeah. It's fun. I don't think I would ever listen to it again because I the one time was enough for me. But... It's like the like, da da yep, nope, yep, nope. That's like the whole song, and it's it's great fun. Yeah, I liked it. It's uh, it's uh, engaging in that way because just from the start of it, you know most of the words. You know that no matter yeah. what he says as the question, it's going to be nope, yep, and you you could just you're you're in it already, you know. I'm surprised I've never played you this song before because this was like one of my this was like my favorite song in 2015. I was playing it nonstop, so I'm surprised this one this wouldn't you miss this one. But whatever, I'm happy you got yeah, to experience I, it. I had never heard this song prior to this, and it was uh, it was a it was a journey. I say that <laughs> I like the part where he's like your your girl broke up with you. You're gonna cry? Yeah. Nope. Gonna fly overseas. You're gonna, Fly to some other country. Yep, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it doesn't sound healthy, but okay. I like uh, Star Wars. Nope. Yoda. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Like he doesn't like Star Wars, but he's wise. I don't know. But if he doesn't know who Yoda is because he doesn't like Star Wars, how does he know Yoda's wise? But I don't know if he if it's not that he if he doesn't know that he doesn't like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a complex take where you like Yoda but not Star Wars. Mm. 
There's nuance he's, here. He's literally an NFA. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a throwback joke to some lame stuff. Uh, <laughs> the reason the reason I chose this, by the way, just quickly, is because similar to how Gucci Man and Young Jeezy had that versus battle on Instagram I told you about, mm-hmm. uh, to a much lesser extent, there's no beef between these two people, but E-40 and Too Short, they're friends. They've basically been making music together for like 30 years, but they just had a versus battle, and it was very Bay Area hip-hop because uh, E-40 is from Vallejo and Too Short is from Oakland. So it was just Bay Area hip-hop stuff. Uh, and choices was played and i was like that's one of my favorite songs ever i'm gonna go listen to that a lot and then i did so it's my song of the week (laughs) interesting uh it's a it's a fun song i don't know if i could listen to that song on repeat though i'll be honest i think one time was enough for me it's a little draining when you listen to it back to back to back to back because it's the nope yup does wear off and he has another song where he tried later where it was basically the same formula but it was uh uh-uh and uh uh-huh didn't didn't go over as well, so that's good. Nah, I, I'm gonna be honest. Nope and Yup are way more distinct than uh uh-uh uh and uh huh. Yeah, I I agree. Also, who does the no and the Yup? Is that him? That's him. Yeah. Hmm. He should use that as his rapping voice. I'm just gonna put that out there. His rapping voice is iconic though. His like goofy ass voice. The 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 you still live in the yeah, trap. He, you ever go yeah. back? That's yeah, he he definitely. I, if you told me he's not from the Bay Area and he was from, like, Arkansas, I'd be like, yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> but knowing he's from the Bay Area and he sounds like that, I have some questions. Where did he develop that accent Dude, just and that way of speaking? <laughs> go, go listen to E-40, just anything. He basically invented modern slang. Like, he just says words. And he <laughs> says them so confidently and within the correct context that you immediately understand what he means. We used to be talking about how he's got the yaper. Like, oh yeah, he's he's financially well off. It's like you just it just clicks cuz he just speaks on this like frequency, you know? His slang is something else. <laughs> I'll have to take your word from it. Is E40 the dude who came out with his own line of alcohol or whatever? Yeah, dude, he's got uh he's got wine, he's got tequila, he's got rum mixed cocktails, he's got uh, malt liquor. He's got. He's got all of it. See, I know a little about hip hop stuff. I knew that. Yeah. I didn't know all that. I knew he had alcohol. Yeah, dude. It's close enough, right? Just go look. Up. You, you, uh, there's a song called "Tell Me When to Go" that you must have heard. It was popular when we were in middle school. But that that E40 is like. He's got hits. You should look up E40. You should know. I didn't E40. really listen to music in middle school. I'll tell you that. That's much. so weird, dude. But just look up. Tell me when to go. Go. Go okay. dumb. Ghost ride the whip. Go hyphy to it. These are all things you'll understand when you look up the song. Did he make all that up? Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake him. Yeah, he made. He made. He made a lot of that stuff. up. That's incredible. I'm gonna be honest. Jesus Christ had dreads, so so shake him is is gonna be one of my favorite lines when I listen to that song. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm glad I could uh, inspire you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, your song uh, of the week, though, was Contradictions Maze by Odyssey and Moo Moo Fresh. Also featuring a word I can't say, Maimona Yusuf. Don't know. I don't know how to say that word either, I'll be honest. Yusuf is kind of like my name, so I feel like I should know how to pronounce it. Anyway, uh, this song was cool. This was like a, a hip-hop song, which first was unexpected for uh, your song of the week. Uh, it was very um, 
not like traditional, but kind of traditional. It was like a trumpet in it and some rapping over it, like very on beat, clear, nice, good, like crafted rapping. Uh, kind of in that kind of a thing, like rapper rapping, but not rap rap. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but kind of does in my head. Uh, anyway, point is, I liked it. It was rapping. And uh, it was smooth, I guess is how I would characterize it. Uh, it's not music that goes on my playlist, so I didn't put it on my playlist. But if I had kind of like a smooth, like like hip-hop, I would drink cognac to by the fireplace. <laughs> I would I would put this on there. Uh, I really like this song, and it's my favorite hip-hop song. So if you know anything that sounds like it, I will listen to it. There's a bunch that sounds like it in the sense that there's like kind of laid back instrumentals and a drum, but I can't like think of any that I like that's new or not. Anyway, nothing comes to mind, but there's a ton of music that sounds like this. It's kind of hard for me to find it. Cause I don't really know what to look for. Yeah. Um, Cause even this guy's other stuff doesn't exactly do it for me. This song is kind of mm. uh, unique. I don't know. I connect to the lyrics quite a bit. Uh, like I don't know, I listen. To, I tend, I've listened to this song for a long time now, and when I always, I usually listen to it when I am smoking weed. Uh, no, and I'm like <laughs> thinking about the future because he kind of like talks about it. No, he's he's like he just wants to stay at home and play Xbox. Yeah, but his homies keep on hitting up his inbox. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch a lot of the lyrics because I just kind of listened to the sound, but that was that was like the thing where he's just like, I keep doing things. I don't want to do things. Which I feel. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I want to do all this stuff, but like, I don't really want to do all that stuff. Mm. Maybe you should have jumped at the office, but that kind of sounds boring. <laughs> and that's literally like what he talks about in this song. I don't know. I, I just like that because like, I feel that way about stuff too. Yeah. Like, I want to do stuff, but I also want to do other stuff. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. I feel that. I want to do nothing. Mm. I want to do a lot of things, <laughs> so I end up doing nothing. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have anything else for Song of the Week. Do you want to talk about anything else about it? Uh, no, I have nothing else for Song of the Week except listen to more E40. I will, I will try. Um, but I did have a rapid fire question for you. Rapid fire question? This is one we haven't yes. had in a long time. We have a song for this. I haven't had enough very long time. The song's probably finished by now, I guess. We could, we could talk about it. All right, so the rapid-fire question is, if you could have one thing named after you, what would you want it to be? Oh, does that have to be a thing? Like, what, what, define a thing. Like an item at a restaurant, a building, a car, a painting, no. um, a house. Is it full name, or could it be like a quintuple cheeseburger and they call it the Joseph? That's fine. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have that kind of a need to like put my name on something. This is tough. Here you go. What do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Mine would have to be like a, a mint chocolate chip ice cream of some kind. They call it the Yazid. You know, like they call it the chunky monkey. Yeah. Which is like a specific type of ice cream. The Yazid would be like a type of mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's like very minty. Okay. Okay. No, I don't know. I, I think it'd be cool to have a building named after me, but I don't know what building it would be. 
maybe just a building. You just go do whatever in it. It's like a it's like a free form <laughs> art. It's like a tech art space. It's just the Joseph building. <laughs> a modern work solution or whatever, like where you you rent an office space for the day. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a Airbnb for workers. It's like a well, like a WeWork, but uh, mixed with it's like an orgy space where it's like it's open enough for it to be an orgy space, but kind of practical enough to be a WeWork. Like you can do work here, or you can do work here. You know what I mean? What is a WeWork? Are you serious? I have no idea what a WeWork it's, is. It's an Airbnb we... for office space. It is. Uh, we own oh. all this all this commercial real estate. Dude, go look up a WeWork uh, documentary. They like, they like, their whole business model is stupid. They've lost billions of dollars for their owner. Uh, SoftBank owns them. It's a whole thing. Anyway, yeah, basically, like, they just buy up all this commercial office space or they rent it, whatever, and then they just rent it out for more than they paid for it. That's their whole business. And it's not working out? No. No, it's not. <laughs> you should look it up. Look up We. Uh, yeah, look up WeWork. There's, like, tons of... Uh, blogs and and uh, news articles and videos and stuff about that. I see. Yeah. Um, when you do your holiday episode with Synovia, can you ask her a question for me? Sure. Ask her this question, but ask it specifically about a pastry. What pastry would she want to name after herself? Mm. Or baked good? Okay. I'll ask her. And they go to like you know the little pizzeria and they ask for the Synovia and they give a they give them a little box of Synovia. It'll be great. <laughs> A box of Synovia just sounds like just like ashes or something. It's, it's really dark. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that part of it. Uh. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll ask her. I think we're recording that tomorrow, and then that'll be up next Wednesday, which will be the twenty something. So yeah, nice. All right. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, that's all for me. I'm very very happy to go to bed. Nice. Thanks, everyone, for listening this whole year. I, I do appreciate Joseph being here the whole time, too. Yeah. Uh, are we going to wrap it up, or are we going to kind of talk about how this year is over, and this is our last regular episode? Oh, let's do that. Oh, yeah. This, so this year is over, and this is our last regular episode. We'll see you next year. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> just, Presumably. Uh, There's some time. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't know. It's it, Yeah. I'm happy that we made it through this year. This year's been rough. Uh, hopefully people listening are doing okay. You know, people have been, it's been rough for everybody. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Drink eggnog for me because I've never had eggnog and let me know how it is. Eggnog's pretty great. Eggnog's pretty delicious. You got to be expecting eggnog. You can't like reach for the milk and then accidentally grab the eggnog because that'll throw you off. That's what happened to me as a youth, but. Eggnog's pretty great. You should try eggnog. Like, I would have to buy it from the store. Yeah. What do you... I don't want to add another item to my grocery list. You're right. Keep two cardboard boxes in your in your closet or in your corner <laughs> for six months, but buy another item at the grocery store. Those are there because they're going to go back to the office, presumably, if we ever forced to go back to the office. But don't you think you could put them somewhere that's not the floor? I mean, I have shit all over my floor. It's obvious here. I'm just saying you are not like me. You are better than me in this way. I mean, I could put it in the the closet, but I mean, the only purpose that would serve is to give me busy work of moving it from one location to another. And the joy of our audience seeing a clean floor on your side of the screen, you know? 
but no, all fuck right, our audience. All right. I'll put, I'll fix it for the next episode. <laughs> I'll fix it for next year. All right. Sounds sounds great. That's your New Year's resolution. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I'll do it anyway, though. Great. Well, you're making a change around New Year's, so fuck you. It's a New Year's resolution. <laughs> if I did it before New Year's, it's not a New Year's resolution. I, I have days. Listen, I got I got days. Don't celebrate Christmas. Maybe I'll do it on Christmas, and then I'll it'll be a little Christmas present to you. Feel. And I'll take a picture of the floor and I'll send it to you. Nice. I like it. I approve. Uh, the actual flex here would be if I take a picture of a random corner in my house and tell you I fixed it, and then when we do the podcast, yeah, it's something. I don't know if that's a flex instead of just lying to someone, but I see the vision. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm, I think that's it for us this week, right? I'm going to wrap yeah, us that's up. that's all for it. For this year. For this. Well, for me this year. Yeah. Uh, for, for regular episodes this year. Uh, that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, our music is done by our friend Tynan. He is at Nitan on Bandcamp. That is Nitan, N-Y-T-A-N. Our website is homegames.io. Uh, you can go look at the walkie-talkie on Pico de Gallo. That's P-I-C-O-D-E-G.io. We got logs and stuff, too. And it'll auto-restart. Didn't even talk about that. If it crashes, it'll come back up, so it should still be there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at homegames.io. You can send us messages, emails. You can talk about, uh, you can give us feedback. You can have questions uh, at, our, at our email address podcast at homegames.io as well talk to us however you want to talk to us thank you for listening this year best of luck for next year we'll see you next year (laughs) bye bye bye